You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Talk. Yeah. How are you? Are you I'm warm? Wa- I'm very warm. It's a little toasty. I'm all right. It's like it's like that kind of warm where it's wrapping you like like a blanket, and you feel like you're about to go sleep. I throw up. Throw up. Sleep. Yeah. So if you were any throwing up or sleeping during this podcast, <laughs> it's just because oh. it's warm today. We're not complaining. We're just saying it's toasty out there. It's pretty toasty. and in here. Our house has this ability. Superpower to you contain might say. the cold and contain the heat in exactly the spot where we want to be at all times. It's like it no. It's like a smart house from the seventies, and it haunts us with the wrong temperature. <laughs> it's like, do you want to go in the living room? Okay, it's ninety <laughs> degrees or twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if you walk ten feet down the hall or go down to the fourth fourth step on the stairs, it's a whole new climate. That is correct. So that's our heating. That's enough about the weather in the house. What um, is the before the after the show discussion? Mm, you were working on this and I was work- talking about the movie. And True. That's about it. I'm editing a picture of a bean. So. And if anyone's interested in pictures of beans. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's a really good picture. I am not kidding you. It's All fascinating. Right. Fascinating. <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> All right, so it's Saturday, May the 2nd, and this is after the show 632. We are reviewing a movie this week. That movie is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. It's released on Blu-ray now. You can pick it up. It's PG-13 from our friends at Disney. Sid Talk will probably give you the synopsis of this movie. I don't think I should. I don't think that should be up to me. It's a big responsibility. Take it away. Weirdly, I don't actually have the box, so I'll make I'll make mine up. Okay, because right. let's just tell everybody first. First, you are Star Wars man slash boy slash nerd, but not the nerd annoying type. You've been a Star Wars. Um, what would you say? Follower, cult fan. follower, not just a fan. It's like in your DNA. That's you true. love it in a way that isn't like, ew, they didn't do this, that, or the other. You're not like that. No. You're like, I just love Star Wars so much. I just want to see more Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of your life. <laughs> so that's where you're coming from. When you give this a synopsis, let's all consider everything he's about to say is through the filter of, I love Star Wars. It's my whole life. So I would say, this is the ninth film in a saga that has spanned back to 1977 when it started. It's also the third film in this new saga of Star Wars. And it is the... It really is, I would say to you, um, Sid Talk, uh-huh. the conclusion 
of everything that those, how many years? Do the math, 77. Don't even know. 12 years. Well, that'd be 42 (laughs) years because I'm 52 and I was born in 67. So there's your math, kids. That's new old math for you. So 42, it's the accumulation of everything that those 42 years of movies has, you know, it comes to a head. Well, it's a story. It's a satisfying conclusion. We have had the beginning, the middle, and now the end. It's very simple. It is. Did you want to cry? Because I told you, as those credits rolled past, until you watch it all again multiple times, which you will. Uh, yes. That it was like slipping out of your grasp, like, this is the end, my friend. Well, I know, I know because I'm an, an adult now, <laughs> when it comes to Star Wars, that it's not really the end for Star Wars. Listen to you, you're clinging to hope. Um, we have the Mandalorian later this year. That's true. Star Wars will continue, let's just say. Listen to you, you can't even let it go, like, the possibility that, like, it's over, it's over. It's not over. Ah, uh, listen to you. It's kind so, of uh, good Rise to be married the... to a person who won't let shit go, because then, like, the marriage will never die. So, uh, let me say, uh, Rise of the Skywalker, um, a lot of people did not like The Last Jedi. Who are these people? You know. Yeah. They even actual Star Wars fans and people who just like to jump on the bandwagon and bitch at stuff. No. Wait a minute. Who are those people? <laughs> Do those people exist? Yes. I have watched The Last Jedi several times since it came out. You have too, probably? No, you've seen it at least twice, right? Have I? We saw it at the cinema, and then we saw it on Blu-ray. Mm. So you've definitely seen it twice. I've probably seen it six, seven times. Um, there are definitely things in that movie that shouldn't be in it. In that movie? Um I agree with that. Um, I watched it the other day. I was when I installed the new projector. I was testing it with the Last Jedi, <clears throat> and you know the opening of the Last Jedi where Poe Dameron does like a like a joke. It's like a slap. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. It feels out of place, and it yeah. even feels out of place now. When I watched it, I'm like, this is like um, it's like a Marvel movie. It's like they wanted to be try and be Marvel movie kind of silly, but it didn't work. It does not fit. No. And there are other things in that movie that don't fit. It was almost like they let the guy who directed it, who secretly wanted to, like, destroy it in my... Not destroy it like, ah, fuck Star Wars, but, like, rip down all of the fandom stuff and, like, do his own deal. Yes. Right? There's no fault in that, except if you're gonna do that, just go make your own deal. Which he did. He did. And I I don't think it's terrible, like people no. do. But, um... It definitely feels different because I think The Force Awakens is fantastic. Um, you know, the, it was the comeback of Star Wars after many years and it really felt like a Star Wars movie and we've got our new heroine, we've got a new band of people and it felt very... And then The Last Jedi came along and it just felt a little bit di- too different and a bit weird. A little bit weird. Now, I think Rise of Skywalker feels a lot more like The Force Awakens. Like, they're taking it more seriously... It's not trying to be um, like, oh, let's try and do stuff that'll subvert your expectations, which is a thing that Ryan Johnson kept saying all the right. time. Right. That's what, that That's was what his... I'm saying. You want to reinvent something that you don't need to reinvent it. Just invent something creative. It, yeah. And, you know. and, I said, and even you, uh, who you're a Star Wars 
fun too, right? You like Star Wars. I do. I'm, I'm Star Trek more yeah. than what I know. That's very controversial. We're a mixed marriage on that particular point. That's but, true. Yeah. And you did say, um, I really love this. It feels Star Warsy. Exactly. The whole, all of it. I yeah. loved it. Just to put that out there. My filter is, I just like fun. And I know they think of themselves as outside the science fiction genre and fantasy, but come on. It is what it is, right? I love science fiction. I love spacey shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love in the beginning when they're flying through the stuff and I'm just like, I'm there. Like, I'm there. I loved it. Oh, yeah. When he's flying the Millennium Falcon and doing the mm-hmm. hyperspace, but like just yeah. a little bit at a time. Like, mm-hmm. what Controversial. Hyperspace skipping. Hyper skipping or something. Yeah. Um, so... Yes, this is the conclusion of the whole thing. Now, when I was thinking about that earlier this morning, when I was like, oh, finally, I'm going to watch Rise of Skywalker, I wonder what, how it is possible to wrap all of that up. Because it is kind of... I couldn't even... You know when you have to sit down and go, sure. I've got to wrap that whole story up. There's a lot to... You know, it is a simple story in its heart... But there's a lot of things to consider, and are you covering that enough? Are you giving enough respect to that bit? Sure. And this does, you know, I said to you earlier, it goes like fan service-y a lot, right? There's a lot of the music's at exactly the right time to make you feel emotional, and here's Leia, and oh, Leia's theme is playing in the background. And Ms. Leia, Gary Fisher is gone, for real, and so that itself adds a layer of emotion, like you can't even help it. No, um, in fact, that you you have there's emotion in those scenes that wouldn't actually be there if she was still alive. Correct. You would just be watching them going, "Oh, there's Leah. Oh, that's cool." And but now you're like, "Oh, it's sad because if you don't know what they did do here is they had lots of unused footage of Carrie Fisher from the Last Jedi, and they did this thing where they took the footage of her, they like projected it into a different scene. So she, those times when you see her talking in this movie, she was in probably in like that white room that she was talking in mostly mm. in the in the Last Jedi, but now she's like in a totally different thing. It doesn't look weird. Did you think? No, I liked it. I thought it was good, and I was really particular about the fact that it looked like shit in the other one, yeah. and that what's his face looked like shit. So yeah, I was even looking for it to look bad, but because it did all this on film. Because they add a lot of weird filters and shit anyway, and lots of color grading and a little more grit, or whatever you call it, to the picture. I think it worked fine. Yeah, they try and... Um, the, the deal with the filming this on film is like we want it to look like the 1977, so they kind of match up. They're not never going to match up because the technology is so different now, right? I mean... Yeah. Um, this movie... But yeah, I think they paid tribute to Carrie Fisher. Um also, they paid tribute. Is it was crazy? They paid tribute to the actress Carrie Fisher and the character of General Leia at the same time, mm-hmm. which is, I think that might have been. It's kind of hard to pull that off without it seeming hokey, but they, they did that. I mean, somebody's gonna think it was hokey and inappropriate, but whatever. I I enjoyed it. it made I did me, too. It made me sad. There was quite a few moments that made me sad in this movie, and sometimes it wasn't even. Um, because it was a sad scene. It was just like, oh, I love that. Like, I love that. They're on the Millennium Falcon. I love it. I love it, and now it's over like, forever. <laughs> like, Chewie's playing with the chess set. Like, 
I love that. I want to, you know, I, I just like seeing that stuff, which is stuff from when you were a kid. Did you see it when you were a kid? I no, I don't believe I did. I think I didn't watch Star Wars really till I was uh, grown up. Oh, I think you said you watched it on a laser disc for the first time. Uh, yeah, but it was the Ewok one. Return of the Jedi. But I would have seen the other one, possibly. Yeah, it wasn't a Star wow. Wars. Yeah, but I've been watching Star Trek. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I cut my science fiction teeth on that one instead. Right. So, um, let's go in. There'll be some spoilers here. I mean, I said t- to you. Yeah, you avoided it. We are probably the last people on Earth to see it anyway, right? Like, <laughs> who, who cared about seeing it? Because I, I literally, we didn't go and see it. And then I put my Twitter on lockdown for how many months? Like November it came out. So I put my Twitter on lockdown for like five months. I I went in the muted. You can do this, by the way, on Twitter. If you go into like the settings and the muted, you can put words in the muted and you'll never see anybody who mentions those words. So I put Rise of Skywalker, Jedi. I put all those words and I've not seen any of that stuff. And that, Twitter's where I mostly get news from so I, I was completely on blackout and i there are many revelations in this film that i had no idea about did you know any of those no nothing i know nothing wasn't is i don't even know how we did that just to be fair so everyone's up to speed i don't follow po- popular culture very well you don't but i really do so if there were six more star wars movies coming out and everyone was talking about it unless you actually said it to me i wouldn't know it probably that is true i'm your popular culture radar actually i you do are. i do come to you and say hey this is coming do you mean radar o'reilly no yes see pop culture reference because mash was my favorite show as a child that one true. i know there was no spaceship if they make a new mash i still wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, there might be some spoilers here, but like I say, you've probably seen this movie if you're a fan of Star Wars, and maybe if you're not, you've just seen it. So, how uh, I'll ask you, how did you feel about the conclusion to this epic saga? I mean, I as I said, I enjoyed it all. So I am happy with the... I mean, to say, con- you say conclusion... It is really the conclusion of Skywalker's story. I mean, it isn't, because it's the rise of Skywalker. Right. So, see there? How what they did? I see what they did. But I'm happy that that is, at this point, how they've decided to, where they put all the characters and their, you know. But, you know, in science fiction, no one's ever really dead. I mean, Han Solo's really dead. Do you know what the... conjure him up with a memory, but I mean... Do you know what the tagline for this movie was? No one's ever really dead. No one's ever really gone. There you go. <laughs> that should be the tagline for Westworld also. Yeah, because if in science fiction, you can do whatever you want. It really, it's not over. So for me, it's contained. I like where everybody landed. Get it? Landed. Star, yes. Starships and shit. Um, I have no complaints about any of that. So just unusual. Nothing? No, did you like the... There's, there's some major revelations. Did you see them come in? Did you... I did not see that coming. And are you going to spoil all this stuff? Yeah, I said there'll be some spoilers. Okay. I did not... I mean, obviously, Ray has to be somebody. Right? Yes. So everyone speculates that she's a Skywalker. Um, you could also speculate that she was... Whatever. But that's not what she was. Or she, you get to tell everybody. She was the granddaughter of Mr. Palpatine. 
Right. So who the fuck is he? Like, where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know who he is. I mean, he's the emperor guy. But yes. I mean, if he's like Anakin Skywalker, who was a child who got introduced to the dark side of the force and then turned because he said, you kill me and now I go into you and all of the Sith because he's the emperor of the Sith. Right. So it started somewhere in the entire universe. There's going to be another Sith. Yes. Right. So, okay. He claims to be the emperor, but just in this one little galaxy. Don't forget, people. We're just talking about one little galaxy here. Just the it's one really galaxy. not that big a deal yeah. in the whole scheme of all of the universe. So, what's his story? Is he just a little punk like Anakin was? And like, oh, I miss my mom, and then I'm mad, and I'm going to kill everybody. Right? He's supposedly dead dead now, but he was on a cool thing. Oh, my God. That was cool. You mean the... Um, I like- was like, ew! It was like a uh, like he's on a drip at the hospital, but it's very technological. No, he's on a big fucking arm that's about um oh like I, a- I like to call it medicine arm because he's got like his his serum yeah. in him and stuff. He's like on a machine <laughs> with a big giant crane arm that he's just being. It's like a puppet. Yep. All you had to do is unplug him. You didn't have to like stab him or blow him up with the force. Do you think just there was like a the three pin plug? Oh, excuse him. me, Emperor. Uh, you got a little something on your shoulder. Pop, unplug. You're dead. <laughs> do you think they have plugs in the Star Wars universe? Little. He plugs. was all plugged in. Yeah, I guess uh, BB-8 plugs into stuff. Also, if you're that powerful, why do you need to plug be plugged into anything? Right now, is yeah. he just fading? Is that the deal? Now, I was under the impression that the the room that Izzy is in, I had to look it up because even I was a bit baffled by it. The room that he was in was um, massive, and it also had like I don't know how many thousands of. You what- mean the 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 part there at the end? Yeah. Okay. There was like an audience, basically, like a crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Thousands of them. And I thought they were clones because obviously whenever you see a big crowd of the same type of looking thing. In this universe. I thought they were clones of Palpatine and he had his own little clone army of his own like there of himself. Another question. Who are they? Well, I looked it up and you will not not get this from watching the movie because it's part of side stuff and stories. They are like a legion of disciples of his that like got with him. And then built, you know, all those, all the star destroyers that he he bring, brings mm-hmm. out. They they're the people who built all those. They're his disciples. They've stuck with him all this time. They look up to him like he's a god. So they're just people. Yeah, but it's never mentioned in this movie. I I I was under the impression they were clones of him because they all look like you him. You were under the impression you made that up because nothing alludes to that. But I know why you would come up with yeah, that. Yeah, because we've seen clones before, sure. and that seems like the obvious thing. And he's also plugged into a thing which looks like he maybe is. Cloning himself, whatever. So he's just a weird old man. What's his pro- <laughs> What's his deal? Yeah, this guy. But um, Screw this he guy. was pretty menacing. I, I do like that they got that actor back and everything, and he was good. Uh, I mean, if- I can't be menaced by someone who's hooked up to like a giant colostomy bag no, or it whatever did- it is. Yeah, it's weird. No offense to people on colostomy bags, but it's not very threatening. But I liked the um, overall. I was completely surprised because I'd stayed away from spoilers. I didn't know that Ray was his granddaughter. And I liked that because it, it, that all feels full circle, doesn't it? Like, strike sure. me down and I'll be more powerful than you possibly imagine. Which Darth says, which is exactly what this guy's going for. Come on, strike me down and then I'll be... What is their problem? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What is the end goal here, people? Because, okay. 
you die, she becomes emperor, and then if you're leaving it up to her, and you're trusting that when the dark side, I don't know, fills her up or whatever, that she's going to be a jerk like you, you don't know that. Right. She might turn around and zap everything and kill your whole... Like, it does make... That part, it's what very you- poetic, that evil... Right, can be destroyed by good, and you have to battle it out inside yourself and other people, literally. But it just kind of falls apart a little bit. Not, I'm not complaining about this particular story. I'm just saying, overall, it seems like, yeah, what's um, his goal? Like, to just what? <laughs> what is their goal to be evil in the universe? Yeah, just to be evil in the universe. Like, I mean, yeah. but I mean, for what? Yeah, like, what's your... To get a nicer apartment downtown? Yeah, like, you get a better vehicle, you get... I don't even get it. Like, just to know when you're sitting on your stupid throne that's made out of, like, God knows what, um, that you can imagine creatures and beings all over the entire galaxy afraid of you. (laughs) Like, was that... Is that the goal for these characters? I did, I did enjoy that the Emperor came back around. I, I like sure. I, I do feel like that was a logical conclusion to this. I mean, um, he did die once, and so as we have explained, death is meaningless yeah. in this world. How did you feel about Kylo's redemption, kind of? I don't mind it. Um, it's kind of an easy way out let, also. Let me tell you, I could have done without the kiss. Yeah, I could have done without the kiss. Um, There's the, the kiss, Ray and Kylo kiss. It just felt <laughs> like what you know. It it just seemed unnecessary. I don't think I feel it would have been a bad. How scene about like? Without... Are you talking about like at the end of Twister? Yeah, <laughs> when everything's totally destroyed and then they're tied to the thing and then they're like, oh, and they kiss. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It felt like that a bit, but I didn't mind. Not really. I mean, it just it just felt real, like. Kind of unnecessary. But she wasn't kissing Kylo. She's kissing Ben. Yes, true. So you're supposed to remind yourself that he's now. I don't mind the redemption thing. Because in life, even if you're in another galaxy far, far away, when people have done terrible things, it is done. You cannot undo it. I firmly believe in punishment. I have no problem with people staying in prison the rest of their life or the death penalty. That's controversial to you, but if it's, but in this situation, it reflects the fact that now he has a gen. I mean, we're seeing him as if he's had a genuine moment of holy shit, what have I done? I I don't want to be that. Right? He throws the deal. He talks to his memory of his dad, which is weird, but fair enough. We all do it. Um, well, I don't talk to Han Solo in my images. I do. <laughs> I am- I have my own dead father I can think about. I use Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> dead fathers is not a funny topic, but I'm just saying. Um, so he has a genuine moment of, and then he knows he cannot imagine if you are him. Now, he's an extreme fictional case, but to say you are a person who has killed somebody, murdered somebody, raped somebody, the most horrible things you can do to another human being and you're sitting in your, hopefully, in your prison cell and you have a moment of like, oh, holy shit. I (laughs) have done something I cannot undo and I don't want to be that person, but then where do you go, right? What do you do from there? And so I think that is the question in real life and for that character, 
and genuinely be like, you know, I've got to fix what I've broken and then move on. So I didn't mind it at all. But then we have redemption in Star Wars because when Darth Vader's laying on the floor in his little movie there where the thing comes off and he's you mean Star Wars. mushy looking. Yeah. Looks like uh, the guy from Doctor Who with the potato head. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's also a redemption story. I think that if someone had told Kylo Ren about that moment, which apparently no one ever showed him that movie, um, he would have been like, oh, shit, Grandpa wanted to do better in the end? Oh, well, okay. Because that was his whole motivation, right? Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, but I liked it. So um, uh, this film, I would say also, it looks gorgeous. J.J. Abrams did an amazing job of it just looks gorgeous. There's awesome lighting. It does look good. There is... Sets are amazing. Really good special effects. Like I, I don't question lightsabers anymore. <laughs> they don't look. <gasps> you did before this. You know they they were rotoscope back in the day, but now it's they're real. They just look real, right? There was cool. So new... you're stating now as a fact, lightsabers are real. I actually have one downstairs. You do? Does it do that? Yes. It does not. <laughs> it does if you're in the dark. Okay, so imagine this, everyone, just real quickly. My husband's sitting in the basement, in the dark, alone, turning on his lightsaber. How do you do that sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was some new worlds that we went to in this one. There was a cool, like, dance kind of thing. You remember that, that like, big festival that was going mm-hmm, on? I like that. With the colored smoke and everything. It was better than the casino. Yes, it was. There was a, a cool chase there when we discover that the... Stormtroopers, uh, First Order troopers can now use backpacks to fly. Well, basically they've stolen or they've commandeered the technology from the Mandalorians, right? That's Ex- what I think. It's exactly out. that, yes. Um, what else we got? We got uh, the Ewoks make a brief appearance, or two of them do. Very brief. Yeah. That's so we it. all That's, went, oh. Um, the final battle... Um, with the Star Destroyers and the X-Wings, and it was one of the best Star Wars space battles they've done, I thought. Especially, it was really good. Especially yes. when the Emperor like fires up that lightning like an EMP. Yeah, that was good. And it's just all like, everything's going crazy. Uh, I said to you, there's some leaps of faith you have to take. Gravity, I don't understand gravity <laughs> in Star Wars. They've made up their own rules. <laughs> but just don't question that stuff. Like, you're like, hold on. Why is nobody floating off into space? Oh, hold on. Well, well never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> there's a, you know, the battle, how, the, how it ends is all good. Like, I, I just had good feelings the entire time. Is that just because I'm a fan? Yes. And not seeing the flaws? But I mean, so what? You know? You know, that. That's the whole idea of art and entertainment. Your brain and your experiences, you bring that to this. If it gives you a 100% feeling of satisfaction, then some punky jerk out there can't go, yeah, but you're wrong, it's stupid. I mean, they can say that, but it doesn't take away the fact that you were, I could tell you were emotional and fully satisfied. Yeah, wholly wholly satisfied. (laughs) So um, let's go on to the cast here. We got uh, Carrie Fisher as General Leia Organa. And like I say, she's the acting she did in this movie was basically cut scenes from another movie. But you wouldn't know that if you hadn't been told. No, it was fine. It, it was, was good. Just, it was fine. And what she said was meaningful. 
And every time they, she was on the screen, they kept playing the John Williams Leia theme. And whenever I and hear that like, thing, uh, it makes Leia. me, yeah, I'm like, oh no, she, like, Carrie's gone. Like, that always makes me think that. So, you know. I remember the day I found out that she passed away. I didn't want to tell you, but I thought, I'm going to tell you before you find out you're going to be heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill appears as Luke Skywalker. He's really in it briefly, isn't he, this time? Mm-hmm. Uh, he really disliked being in The Last Jedi, if you don't know the story. He he disliked what Ryan Johnson did to the character of Luke Skywalker. He wholly disapproved of the entire thing. And in fact, he wasn't even going to be in this movie because he had such a sour taste about it. J.J. Abrams talked him round, and after J.J. Abrams showed him what would be happening in this movie, he turned around, he's like, okay, you're not going the shitty direction that the other guy did. This is back on track and I'm into it. And the scene with Luke in this movie is really good, I thought. I mean, he's he's a ghost, right? He died. (laughs) Spoilers. He's a forced ghost, but he really has a nice talk with Ray. And he he kind of... You say he's a forced ghost, like that's just a thing. Yeah. (laughs) But the talk he has with Ray is inspirational. It's all about the whole... Of Star Wars, isn't it? Like he, he and Definitely. you can see he's got like that vigor back. He's like, you've got to go and do this. Take these two lightsabers. Go and sort this out. So I like Mark Hamill. I thought he was like, why are you being a punk? Adam Driver returns as Kylo Ren. I think Adam Driver plays Kylo Ren perfectly. He's kind of torn. Like at the beginning, like in Force Awakens, you were like, oh, he's just like a brooding teenager, right? He's just a he was a, a big angry, baby, angry baby. But so was Anakin. So it was perfect. Yeah, but dangerous. Really dangerous. Yeah, I mean, and Anakin's When Anakin same. went to save his mother, he didn't have to kill everybody. No. He <laughs> killed he, the younglings. He also killed all the younglings. Yeah, he was just being a punk. What a complete ass. Um, did you like Kylo Ren in this one? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind him. I'm. He's very intense. But again, I tried to give it to the concept that this person is constantly struggling inside of himself, just like Rey, just like Luke. You know, that where you, even in real life, you kind of struggle on a daily basis. Just a little tiny version of that. Like when someone at work says something and your first instinct is to be like horrible and evil. And then you're like, hmm, do I want to be that person right this minute? I'm going to choose good. Or no, I'm going to be evil right now. (laughs) Like I think we all do it. And I think that he brings a certain like intensity. However, I was always convinced it would break the evil, the dark side yeah. would break inside of him because, I mean, that's what you gotta do, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I really liked about um, Kylo in this one and also in the other one, but that you could see the cr- the cracks, like he's the supreme leader in the, in the um, you know... He took Snoke's place. Basically. Took Snoke's place. But you can see that his employees, which are all these people who were sent, they kind of some of them, it's like he's a joke. Yeah. Or, or it's like, this guy, yeah, I mean, this when guy. he walks past, you see him sometimes walk past and you see the reactions on on his staff, which are basically his staff, and it's like, oh we God. better behave because he'll probably just kill us. Yeah, he'll just or, kill, he'll just strangle us. He's real angry. And you know that time when he walked into the room and, and, and they said, he says, I sense that you're like looking at my appearance because he changed his helmet. And the people are all like, oh no, it's actually quite good. We kind of, we like it. We love, we, love, we love it. We love it. I like that stuff because it shows the cracks. Like, there's no way these, these people are like 
following him because they have to because it's their yeah, whole... it's like is it because they're employee no they're they've been stolen from their families as children yeah and now they're all like just beholden to him like but you can see there's cracks like sure um the richard e grant character for instance you can see that that guy does not Ooh, really want to do what he says there's another spoiler for you yeah or hooks that's what i'm talking about yeah you can see that hooks is like that well, was a little bit of a lazy one i thought well, but, yeah, but in the Last Jedi, when he hooks, he like picks hooks. He does that force choke thing on hooks because he's disobeying him or whatever. And since then, I think hooks is like fuck this. Yeah. Oh, he never <laughs> liked him to begin with. There was always a like a pissing contest yeah. between them. So so interesting. Yeah. In this movie, there's a bit of a hooks redemption on, or is there? Mm. Yeah. No, because he would just be a jerk no matter what. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley plays Ray again. Uh, she is fantastic. I said to you, she's like the, uh, like, I I couldn't have, it couldn't have turned out any better. I, I didn't know, like, her. And then she's in Force Awakens, and I'm like, oh, awesome. And some people are like, oh, I don't want a girl. What's that? You know what I'm saying? You know, that's your own deal. <laughs> they want like, well, why is Luke Skywalker not the man in this? Who's this? Like, yeah, but no, I've always liked her from the beginning. She really sells it. Do you, do you know it's like J.J. Abrams loves close-ups on her face in this movie? Seems like it. He's always closing up on her face. Like, uh, It's cool, but I did notice he does it a lot. She's like the... He's like, whenever I can put your... Zoom in and then hold a close-up of your face, I'm going to do it. And he does it a lot. <laughs> but I think she really brought emotion in, you know... There's times where she was crying, like, during the thing, because she's so... She doesn't know who she is. Well, she does at the end, doesn't she? I mean, she learns who she is. Mm-hmm. Well, that second movie, she, you know, she went through that, and then she's like, "What? Well, I'm just nothing. What am I like? I don't know." So, do you like her, Daisy? I do. Um, I like the, both of their commitment to it because when you're doing science fiction, unless you're doing the comedy route full on or mixing it up in a good balance, like I do think Guardians of the Galaxy and some of the other Marvel movies do it a little. Like, they kind of do the whole thing. It's never super dark. I mean, yeah, the snap is kind of dark. But um, Guardians of the Galaxy these is a two, bit when you're committing to being, like, a person who has the force of the entire galaxy or universe inside of you where you can, like, move ships and shit and there's evil and good, like, that's all fantastical and, like, oh, God, how corny is that? You have to commit to being the person that I, me, Sid Talk, sitting watching you, has to be convinced you are that person. And I think she does that. Both of them do that really well. And John Boyega reprises his role as Finn. He's good. He's lightened up a little bit. You know, he's not quite so frazzled. He's much better in this. I really like him in the first one, though. I just... In the second movie of this trilogy, I just think it it was kind of shit, the plot that they give him. Like, But in the first one, it was awesome when he was like, he's the Stormtrooper, and then he doesn't want to be the Stormtrooper, and then he's... I loved all that. But then in the second one, it got a bit like, oh, Finn's story. Finn's part is the slow part of this whole movie. It's just kind of not. But in this one, he really brought it. He was like, you know. I mean, they didn't further him, really, did they? Story-wise. True. I mean, he's just there. You're giving him a potential love interest. Yes. Again. (laughs) Yeah, again. Which is still a potential one. Doesn't really, again, mount to anything, right? It doesn't seem like it. Oscar Isaacs is Poe Dameron again. I remember 
when Air Force Awakens comes out and I was like, Poe Dameron, I love him. He's like, awesome. And you were like, I don't know what you... What what's you the big deal? <laughs> yeah, what's the big deal with I still would say that. I'm I don't like, think he's it's just that this awesome pilot. He's amazing. Yeah, but he's not. What do you think of him now? He's fine. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like the guy who plays him. And this time, taking away that dumb comedy stuff and just making him and Finn sort of like, you know, brothers. There's a bit of bickering between. A little bit. And which it's kind of fun. Fine, but it was balanced in a way that I could accept. Yeah. Um, I, li- I really like that scene where they're in the cave and Ray coolly like opens the lightsaber and he gets the flashlight and goes, yeah. <laughs> and his just looks really shit compared to us. And he's like, oh. Um, so there is comedy in this movie, quite a bit, actually, bits and pieces. of, But it's not stupid. It's just like, oh, okay, that's Star Wars. It's got some jokes. Um, Anthony Daniels is C-3PO again. He's fine. You like him? He's always the same. He's always good. This one, C-3PO got a little bit more, you know, whatever story to him because, uh, you know. You yeah, saw, C- You saw it. <laughs> C-3PO and R2-D2 are the... They're the... Only th- they're in every single movie. Those two are they nice? Yeah, they're the only thing that's in every single movie. So that's as, really- they, sh- as they should be. Um, Naomi Aki plays Jana. She's a new character. We're still unclear as to who she is, really, aren't we? At the end, sure. She's good though. I really liked her, but you know, she's introduced fairly late on in the movie, and then she's in the main action scene at the end. There's not a lot of development to her. True. It almost felt like to me. Like, we've got something planned for that character, but it's not this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe you'll see her again somewhere. And the other one is Kerry Russell, which I thought she was awesome. This Not Kerry Russell, because she don't really get to do anything. But she plays Zori Bliss, which is an old flame of Poe. And she's... who? Have I, do I know her? Huh? Outside of that mask? Yeah, she's Kerry Russell. I know, that doesn't tell me anything. Do you, I know her from anything? You know Felicity, that TV show? It was J.J. Um, Abrams' TV show, Felicity. She was the main person in that. I thought Felicity was for Harrison Ford's wife. No, it was Carrie Russell. Hmm, I have to look at her picture now. Well, she's a J.J. Abrams person. Okay. Um, and, you know, you don't even see a face in this. You see Character's her eyes. interesting, though. I mean, any type of, like, rogue, criminal, yeah. space pilot, shooter with a tight outfit and a mask. The helmet was cool. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like her, and she. I like the kind of... You could feel the relationship between her and Poe, because like some of the things, you're like, oh, there's actually a real history with these two. But, but it we're was not lighthearted. Gonna, yeah, but we're not going to find out about it here. <laughs> maybe, in, maybe in something else at some point. But I liked her. I think she was like a really cool character design. I like how she looked. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yay. Got it. Yeah. Just looked at her face. So this is directed by J.J. Abrams. You know, when I went back and I was like, oh, imagine all the films that J.J. Abrams has directed. He hasn't really directed many. Mm-mm. He's directed Star Trek. What do you think of his uh, version? He's done Star Trek and Star Wars. Which what do you Star think Trek is? are we talking about? We're talking about the first one. Of no. The, no? Don't even want to talk about it. I liked the, <laughs> I liked the third If you want to pull out the nerd girl in me, even the tiniest bit, nerd woman, whatever, gender in specific nerd person, just nerd, about Star Trek, those movies don't exist to me. Because, no, but the third one all, was good. I don't care. The the. Fucking camera, sun, solar flare bullshit, and him wrapping himself in it, and 
Ugh. He and did, I just didn't like. I didn't he like did the some story. flies in this movie. I didn't feel. I mean, I like it as an action adventure sci-fi kind of romp, but it does not retell the story of Star Trek to me. Did you know it's lens flares in this movie? It a was, little, barely. Yeah. But that's that's the beauty of a lens flare. It can mean something or be visually exciting once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> and he did have them in this movie, but it wasn't over the top. It was just, you know, spacey lens flares. Spacey lens flare. Um, also, That's JJ, like a name, Spacey Lens Flare here with the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> uh, JJ um, directed Super 8, which I think is a really underrated movie. It's really, it's really good. It's really good. And he also directed Mission Impossible 3, which I think is the best Mission Impossible film. The one with Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. Uh, Felicity happens to be in that one. I just saw it on her list. Right, yeah. Well, she's possibly... If J.J. Abrams is attached, she might be there in some shape or form. She's the woman. Right. Um, so, J.J. Abrams, yeah. He's not directed many films, but he has created a lot of stuff. Obviously, Lost and um, Cloverfield. You know, his, his name is all over the place. Oh, what else is he create, uh, part of? Um, Westworld. He's... We see his name oh, yeah. on the Westworld credits every week. So if you think, oh, yeah, I bet he's directed tons and tons of movies like Spielberg. He actually hasn't. You just think he has. But anyway, uh, I think J.J. Abrams did a really good job of this. I feel like it must have felt difficult to make this movie after that other movie. Sure. That you didn't make and where you're like, I, I, you know. But he's sort of like the ultimate professional. Yeah. You know. I feel like when you hire him to make your Star Wars movie, you get a Star Wars movie. He's not trying to, like, make something... Because he's into it. Yeah, he's not trying to surprise you with, like, oh, you've never seen this in Star Wars before. He's like, no, this is Star Wars, and uh, I will join the dots of Star Wars, and that's what you're going to get. So, um, IMDb reviews, what are those? One star reviews on the good old IMDb where people hate on the stuff. And sometimes if we agree with them, if we dislike the movie, we can see their point of view. And if we really love the movie, we think they're a bunch of losers. So it's a good system. It's so a win-win. Do you think um, people love this? Or uh, I think some people will hate everything because that's the way people are. Let's get the one star. <laughs> that's like people. me hating the Star Trek movies. But guess what? I didn't go onto IMDb and do a little whiny ass review. We probably did review them on here, and that's where you probably would have heard my opinion. Right. So let's go on to these one-star reviews of Rise of the Skywalker. Um, these are not our opinions. These are the people on IMDb. <laughs> the people on IMDb took the time of their life to write this shit down. So um, this person says, JJ, this was your chance and you blew it. JJ, Kathleen, and company, you had one job and you blew it. As a diehard Star Wars fan for over 15 years, ha, amateur. <laughs> Beginning with when I saw episode three in the theaters, this movie drastically let myself and everybody else down. There's lots wrong with this movie, but most of it is the lack of creativity. Star Wars is supposed to take you to a galaxy far, far away, and this movie did the opposite. The twist wasn't even exciting, and quite frankly... It made zero sense. When the credits rolled, I felt uneasy and almost vomited. <laughs> this was the end of the saga? Really? Are you just trying to be offensive? I really hope Disney can turn things around. Well, that's unfortunate. Vomited. 
So I'm very upset. This one says, This feels like damage control fan appeasement. This will come down in history as a perfect example how to not to handle a trilogy. The movie just introduces absurd things out of nowhere and expects the audience to roll with it. That results with the ending, which should have an emotional payoff, but it feels so unearned. The whole trilogy is a mess. Half of the plot should have been revealed in episode 8. Skip the cinema and wait for this to drop on the streamers. (laughs) Drop on the streamers. Please, yes. Please do that. This one says... Everybody in this what is What I bad. like about that one is they value their opinion so much they think someone else is going to well, take their advice. Totally. <laughs> this one says, everybody's a bad actor and actress in this movie and nobody cares about anybody anymore. Daisy, Ray, and Finn, whatever your fucking names are, do not come to my shop for work. I'm not hiring you. Good luck finding jobs. What? All right, what shop do you Why work would they be coming to your shop? Do you own like a convenience store? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're, at, they're performers. They are not clerks in stores. Um, and uh, finally, this guy says, it's crap. Nice. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. And then he says, Emperor, oh. pa- Emperor Palpatine suddenly came back to life, raised his granddaughter that he wants to kill him so that he can take o- could take over being her, but decided not to do this for no reason. Overall, don't waste your money. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for that <laughs> well thought out so replay those, of the movie. There are a bunch of extras on the Blu-ray, including a two-hour documentary, which um, I love those. And there was one for The Last Jedi, which is, it kind of revealed a lot about that director and that film. Mm. Remember? It was kind of... I didn't watch it. I think you did with me. I don't remember watching it. But now there's a two-hour documentary on this one. And there's also a bunch of, um, we never mentioned the new droid, D.O., how cool really was Dio? Cute. Really cute. I really loved it. Kids love Dio, I'm sure. I'm not a kid, and I can love it. We loved him, too. I loved him. He's- I mean, some people are very super cynical and say, <laughs> oh, it's an opportunity to make another figure or whatever. But, I mean, it fit. I don't understand fully the purpose of it because it, was- it didn't do anything except remind us of the same theme that where- wherever your life has been in the past, right now you're with us and... Let me tell you that it did do something. It had information on board. Oh, that's true. That led, which is very similar to BB-8's story. And the origin story. And r <laughs> So whenever there's a droid and it means, if the, if the droid gets a name and it means something, it's usually got some information And inside. C-3PO got in on the action this time. Had yes. a little something in his brain. Yeah. I like that storyline too. I liked it all. What's wrong with these people? I'm usually the one that says, just... Think whatever you want, but then, then the more I think about, like, why can't you just have some fun so, with um, the Star Wars, right? Yeah, exactly. So thanks to Disney, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm I'm dying to watch it again and watch the documentary. So there. So there, all you haters. So there. I love Star Wars. Can we Screw have some more you Star people. Wars? <laughs> Please. Oh, the Mandalorian's coming. Don't worry, the Mandalorian's coming. Are you just talking to yourself now, yes. reassuring your own self? Okay. So next week, we are going to review the movie Bloodshot, which is a superhero movie starring your friend, Vincent Diesel. Hmm. Are you ready for that? Did you hear me grunt? (laughs) Hmm. But this is a uh, superhero movie, so we're going to look at that next week. Should I say, I am not Diesel fan. You are not, but maybe one day you'll get turned around. We'll see. 
Oh, you do like Riddick. I did. Well, no, I like them because of kind of the spectacle of them, and I loved Pitch Black. Not necessarily because Yeah, Pitch of him, Black is the one I'm talking about. I mean, about. Pitch Black is, is really good. Yep. I think that I think that fourth Riddick film is also pretty good and uh, underrated. You remember the one with like the criminals on the planet? Kind of. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I, don't, I think it's just called Riddick. That one. Um, the second one was a bit bloated and overdone. It was trying to be like Star Listen Wars. Listen to something. you. You sound like a real movie reviewer. Yeah. It's bloated and overdone. Are you just talking about your wife? I don't know. Ha ha. Bodumpo. So um, movie recommendations. I am going with. You'll be like, why these? Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Why did I uh, put that I in? know why. Because What's-His-Face played the dastardly villain. No. Well, yes, you could say that, but I was actually thinking of Carrie Fisher, who also is in that. She was, but so is Mark Hamill. Yes. Because Kevin Smith... Cockknocker. ...is a big Star Wars fan. And he managed to get both of them in that movie. And my other one is uh, Kingsman. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And that one has somebody in it from this movie. And I was like, really? They're in it? And it was, uh, who was it? It was, uh, was Daisy Ridley in Kingsman somewhere? I don't remember. I think maybe she was. Anyhow, they were both based on Star Wars. Kingsman's a really cool movie, right? There's going to be a new one coming up. Yeah, I like Kingsman. Uh, what, what are your recommendations? Mine are, as we've been doing for the last uh, couple of months here in 2020, I'm going back in cinema 100 years and 50 years. And 100 years ago, a movie that I forgot to look up called <laughs> Nomads of the North. I don't know what it's about. It's got Lon Chaney in it. So if anyone knows who Lon Chaney is, you'll know that who Lon Chaney is. So Nomads of the North from 1920. So if you go to seek out the 1920 movies, they're probably going to be silent movies. And uh, most definitely they're going to be black and white. But they're very fun. And it's fascinating the way we think in modern times. The time you're living and you think we current people have invented all of the terrible themes, you know, murder and incest and rape and like world domination and illegitimate children. No, no, no. It's on all that stuff too. It goes way back before that even. But see, I, I'm not saying that's all in this movie, but then from 1970, there's a movie called What Do You Say to a Naked Lady? Put some clothes on. This is more of a documentary, it sounds like. I also have not seen this one, but it's the guy from... um Oh my god, now I've forgotten his name. But it's basically naked people. It's like punked or jackass. They've just got a hidden camera showing the public's reaction to nakedness in public. Oh. But it's 1970, so interesting, I guess. <clears throat> I reckon there's probably a lot of pubic hair in this movie. <laughs> Are you saying in the 70s people didn't shave their hoo Based on the era, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, if those are like, my recommendations. Oh, what what podcast, other podcasts, can you get that talks about Star Wars and pubic hair? <laughs> probably not many. Joe Rogan, Kevin Smith. Oh God, Kevin Smith. Yeah, probably Kevin Smith. Absolutely, and probably GPD. All right. So my things this week. Um, we we've, the reason we watch Star Wars and I've been holding back on it is I bought the new projector. Let's get dun, Sid dun, talks dun. unprofessional. Sid talks unprofessional about any um, technology. Stuff. What do you think of our new projector? It was very good. It was super bright. It, it is. Was 
It's too loud, so you're just going to have to suck it up and accept that and stop making excuses for it. It's too loud during the quiet scenes, but that's something I'm going to have to learn to live with. Other than that, it looks gorgeous. It is, it is a HDR project, projector. So the, you, you said when I first plugged it in and set it up <clears throat> that you didn't think it looked any different from the other one. That's, that was your no, review. No, I don't. Other than, you know what? The one thing that made me go, wow. In this movie, as far as like crispy clear, was the close up of Chewbacca. Right. And I'm like, wow, I don't think in any of the movies I've ever been, it's been this detailed. You see the color of his eye. It looks like he's a real, this Chewbacca Wookiee. And it's, it's right up in his face. And I felt like, whoa, for the first time, I've got high definition of Wookiee. Yeah, this projector. Of Chewie, he's my favorite, by the way. He is. This projector is like, very sharp, very clear. It's got really vivid color and um, the HDR thing where it makes highlights um, very bright. It's very bright, isn't it, compared to the other one? Yeah, but it's good. Um, but not too bright where it's like hurting your eyes. It just looks really good. I, I'm i really impressed. Um, I had to do some DIY this week to get it up there because our older projector, when you buy a projector, you might not know this, they have something called a throw distance. So where you put the projector in your room, you know, back, because you put it over your head further back, is, so say you put a projector 12 feet away from the screen, one projector might produce a 100-inch image at that distance, whereas a different projector might produce a 110-inch image at the same distance. And that was the issue I had. I put the new projector up, and you saw it. It was overshooting the screen completely, right? It was mm-hmm. too big. So I had to actually take the projector mount down and move it a foot forward in the room, which isn't like you might think, well, that's pretty easy, but we have like a drop ceiling. So and, a, like, and the air conditioning vent. And an air conditioning. Right in front of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of like getting up in the ceiling. And and the screen is built and attached to that must not permanently attached i suppose but it is as big as you can get i i built a 104 diagonal inch yeah uh screen it's actually takes up the entire yes. portion of the wall there would be no making it bigger no so anyway i spent a, almost a whole day up in the ceiling screwing things in getting it all lined up and and now, what is it like? Perfect. It was really good. I'm good, Anna. I'm good. <laughs> got, a, got a new projector. I'm, do I need to reinforce your self-commenting? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the new projector. It's 4K um, HDR. That's that's the thing that you should be looking for if you buy a projector. And um, you can see your 4K discs. Very crisp and clear now. The other thing is, um, Sid Talk. Yes. That was the lowest um, brightness it can be on that we watched that movie on. Yep. Which is crazy because it's, I feel like it's 50% brighter than the last one. What What you might not be hearing, I'm, I'm the wife, so I know what he's saying is I'm going to have to suck it up and deal with the noise because if you can't get it any darker, it's not going to get any quieter. That's true. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's Wives understand the uh, subtext of these things. What it is like now, though. What I'm saying, if you've got like a, uh, you can control the light in your room, which we can. It's blacked out that room, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you can just turn it on the lowest bulb and watch it, and it's still very bright. 
But you could also watch this projector that we've got in a bright room, because we did. I had the lights on, and I had it on high, and you could still see it perfectly, so... Well, I mean, you know, projectors it's, not have come, it's not like looking at a TV. They've come a long way, though, since... And I didn't realize, but the last projector that we bought... And don't say we don't get use out of something. <laughs> it was 12 years ago when I bought that projector. Right on. And we've watched it for 12 years, and it still is fine. <laughs> I just need. I just want. I had the urge to upgrade it. I know, and uh, I feel like it was a good upgrade. So uh, that's the projector. I've also been playing one game this week. It's on uh, Game Pass. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's on the PC. It's called Gears of War Tactics, and it's the first Gears of War game that's not a first-person shooter. It's one of those um, overhead, the games that you don't like, Sid Talk. Yeah. You you are uh, you've got your troops. And it's turn-based, and you, you know, it's like if you've ever played the game XCOM, it's the very similar game. But I actually prefer it because it's it's a, it's slightly simplified. XCOM gets very complicated. This is more simplified, and it's in the Gears of War universe. And there's a full campaign with a story and voice acting and cutscenes. But the actual things is you're like controlling your four troops, and you're sending them into battle. And it's turn-based. You take your turn, then the enemy takes theirs. I've always liked that kind of gameplay. I know you don't, but um, I think it's fun. And it's a new Gears of War game, and it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, or you don't have Game Pass, you can get Game Pass for a dollar for a month. How many times can you say Game Pass? Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. (laughs) Game Pass has like a free trial. Not a free trial. Sorry. It's 99 cents for for a month. If you've never used it before. So... Adding that up, you could go and pay 99 cents, play Gears Tactics all the way through, if you do it within a month, and that would have been very cheap for you. So, Gears Tactics, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. <laughs> Sid Talk, what's for dinner? What do you think is for dinner? It's movie day. I'm hoping it's the Impossible Whopper. It will be. Are we still on lockdown, or has that stopped? Tomorrow is, we're not locked down anyway. Well, I've been ju- going to I'm work, just so you. everyone knows our status. Yes. Uh, this is during, if the, if you're listening to this now, then you know what we're talking about. If you're listening to this in 20, 30, 50, or 100 years, it's possible. Um, there's a thing called coronavirus that has impacted the whole world in one way or another. And in America, lots of states, counties, towns have a thing called lockdown or stay at home or whatever version you call it, whereas most people aren't supposed to be going out and about unless you absolutely have to. All restaurants have closed for indoor seating. Grocery stores look at you weird if you're not wearing a mask, etc., etc. If you want to know what COVID-19 is, you can look it up. Like I said, if you're now, you're going to know. Um, and so I've been still going to work because I work in a place where I still have to go to work or it's necessary that a human be there all the time and drive through is available. So I've been going to Burger King every week, keeping the, keeping the burger, the impossible whoppers alive. And where we live is on Monday is kind of, kind of going back to normal. Supposed to. Yeah. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. and we'll keep you posted. But during this pandemic thing, uh, as of today, it's kind of getting back to normal. I don't know. Ish. It's very, it's controversial, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Who knows? So tomorrow we'll find out. The fourth is when it's supposed to lift restrictions also, and whatnot. How could I have timed this podcast any better? 
than reviewing The Rise of Skywalker. And this this comes out on Monday. Is this a conspiracy be... theory I should make up as to why? You've... Oh, oh, well, oh, I was oh. going doing the website and filling in the podcast and the date and everything. I was like, May the 4th? What's that? Oh, May the 4th. It's Star Wars Day. So we're putting out a podcast on Star Wars Day about Star Wars. Beautiful. It couldn't have come off more perfect. Beautiful. So um, finally, what is your advice? And then we'll get out of it. My advice isn't really advice. It's a question. So people like people, characters like Thanos or Darth Vader or the Emperor Palpatine or people in real life like dictators or like someone like Kim Il and whatever. People like that or someone who wants to take over everybody or rule everybody all the way down to like the really super bitchy micromanager in an office over like five people who wants to like control everybody. What is your goal? What are you going to do when the whole fucking world falls in line exactly as you want? And no, I'm not supporting this. I'm just saying you've decided this is how everyone should be. And now this is how everyone is through whatever your means are. Now what? Right? Right. So what's the import? What does he want? What does anybody who wants to take over an entire place and change it and twist it and mold it? Now, I understand about getting rid of destructive things, weeding them out of a society or a culture or a place or a house or an office. I understand about wanting to get people's ideas more tuned into productivity and being like a more positive kind of force in, the, in your life or in any life. To make more good than bad happen. Things like that. But how that is achieved is very, very, very different for every person. So if you're the person who decides, ugh, ugh, all the all the bad stuff. Like, I'm... A person's not going to say this to themselves, but I'm racist. I'm homophobic. I don't like people from other countries. I don't like people with brown hair. I don't like fat people. I don't like short people. So I want everybody to be like this. And I believe in this God, and I believe in this political thing, and I believe in this economic, and now I'm in charge, and I'm going to snap my fingers and make it happen. Or kill a bunch of people, or intimidate a bunch of people, or threaten a bunch of people, or brainwash a bunch of people into lining up the way I want. And my question to this person will be, and then what? What do you want? Like, seriously. What is the people that we've seen, but James Bond, we've seen all kinds of fictional things where somebody wants to take over the world, right? And True. then what? Do you turn into Bill Gates, who, controversy figure, I'm sure, but has more money than most every human ever will have and chooses what to do with it. The power that that wields is very big and whatever he chooses to do. He could probably choose to rule something, buy a town and be a tyrant, right? I don't know that he hasn't, but I don't think he does. But what would even be the end there so that you could walk down the street and be like, everyone's doing exactly what I want. I love it. Everyone's wearing green pants. I love it. <laughs> like, I don't even get it. I'm just so over the dictator mentality. And don't get me wrong, I'm bossy. I'm super bossy. I'm just not dictatory. You'll just know I, I, I like don't. A, I like how you say it. it. Sounds like you're saying like two, like a two name, Dick Tater. Like he's a new, like dictator. <laughs> dictator. Yeah, he's like the he's like the head of like uh, Lay's potatoes. Uh, no, that has to be. That'd be great for a comic book. The guy who's the maniacal dictator. Yeah. 
<laughs> but he's drawn like a little potato. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm seeing when you're saying it. <laughs> you mean a potato shaped like a dick in charge of everybody? Kind of. Or am I going a whole different direction? You're, I don't know. <laughs> you just brought your filth into it. <laughs> all I'm saying is if you're the if you're a, hor- a horribly controlling person and you've decided how everybody around you needs to act and be and dress and how they cut their fucking hair and how they talk and all that stuff. I just want you to sit down and think about it. You're not answering to me because it's your life. But what do you want? What are you afraid of? Everything being not your way. I don't get it. So that's it. That's not advice. All right. That's just rambling. Rambling, yeah. So um, let me say you can catch us on com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Catch this podcast on the Google Play Store, the iTunes Music Store. Tune in, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you've got a smart speaker, just say, activate it, and then say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn. It will play you the latest episode. Email feedback to me at aschoolyatascoolyat.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your guff. <laughs> and finally, stay classy, Star Wars. It's the movie thing that has been through my entire life, pretty much. Are you sad to and see it go? Oh, wait. It has not it's gone. Not going- <laughs> Don't, do not say that. <laughs> Thank you. Clinging to hope. And I'm going to say think for yourselves because if you don't do it, someone who wants to control you will do it for you. <laughs>